0: The Home Show
1: with Sinead Ryan.
0: This is News Talk. On the latest Home Show podcast, Fresh as a Daisy, we look at how to introduce the feeling of spring into the home. We go behind the green door with Cara Augustenborg to explore ways to make design environmentally friendlier. Have you ever thought of installing underfloor heating? Well, we've the latest options on the market. And we look at the must-have design accessories for the home barista in your life. Now, you are very welcome along this morning. I thought I'd gone back to the future during the week when the 20 cent... Tax reduction on the petrol was announced, like most people. I've been checking out my local petrol stations to see what they're charging. It ranged from 185 to a ridiculous, get this, €2.20. Now, look, there's no actual way of knowing if the reduction is being applied properly. So, of course, once again, it's up to the consumer to check and shop around. Now, I did, but in scenes reminiscent of the 1970s, there was a queue of cars waiting to get into the cheapest one near me. Um, and I got it and I filled my car. And I was, here's me congratulating myself on finding a bargain at 185. Have you ever heard the like? Any reduction is temporary and we're told prices could even go as high as 250 or more over the coming weeks. And look, I know... It is absolutely a small price to pay compared with what Ukrainians are suffering at the moment. But it highlights yet again the reliance we have on fossil fuels despite all the progress. So I am thrilled to have Dr. Cara Gustenberg on in a while to talk us through some of the home-related green issues. She's the former chair of Friends of the Earth and served on Al Gore's Climate Change Project. So please do stay tuned for that. She is absolutely fantastic. And in the meantime, let me know the silliest petrol price you've seen to date. 53106 and if you're not driving at the moment why not take the next hour out and join me for all things home now spring is finally beginning to poke its head above ground as the days get a little bit longer and maybe a tiny bit warmer so if you want to bring that spring look into your home we've the ultimate guide on how to get some freshness into decor that won't break the bank with her top tips on spring elegance I'm joined by Neve Mar, head of content at her.ie good morning Neve. welcome along
2: Good morning, so glad to be here and talking about spring finally. I know,
0: it's been a long time coming now. We can't complain. We didn't have a horrible winter, but I mean, winter it was and is nonetheless. So we are looking forward at injecting uh, some life into our homes. And Easter now is quite late this year. So, you know, not till uh, the nether regions of next month, but it's Mm. never too early to start. So tell us some of your favorite things that you like to do uh, around this time of year to get going
2: absolutely well to be honest with you i don't need to see easter eggs in the shops although i do believe that they are in there now before i get excited about easter and redecorating and springtime it's my favorite time of the year to really look at the space that I'm in and think about ways in which I can just inject a little bit of revitalization into it. So some of the tips that I'm going to talk about today, I think the first thing to do actually costs zero money, which I love, good, love a art. So it's shopping your own home. And so with this, it's good to keep in mind that you don't actually have to buy anything in order to to change a room that you're in so take a look around your own home and see what pieces you can swap out from room to room so this can apply to furniture it could be pillows candles plants the chances are there are many a thing hiding in cabinets or gathering dust where they have been for the winter months and if you kind of think about that and think about how something could look in a room it's a
0: really sustainable way to actually change the look of an entire room so I love that shop your own home make a day of it okay so I mean even something like and I'm just thinking now I have a throw that's on one of my beds that might be a brighter colour than the one that's in the living room and and it's really just about kind of seeing your room as a as a whole like a little shop maybe rather than literally ba- yeah. go, going out and doing brand new okay so bright cushion covers what kind of colours now are we talking about that we associate I'm thinking yellows and maybe pale blues the Ukrainian flag colour I mean let's oh, be on oh, yeah. let's really try and support that where we can so talk Absolutely. to me about uh, colours and colours color schemes and and all that
2: definitely well picking season savvy colors is so important and room color ideas as well are very key when it comes to decorating a space so what I love about this is that you can do it on a budget because it doesn't mean that you have to paint an entire wall this could be as simple as switching out cushion covers bringing in some seasonal flowers to a room and picking a color trend for the flowers and another great idea is if you have picture frames that are already hanging in your room if you go on to say does any for example, which is an online print company, they allow you to pick color themes and you can digitally test them out as well online and digitally okay. test out um, gallery artwork. And if you pick a theme, like you can literally type in, you know, pink, yellow, blues, nice pastel spring colors, and they will, you know, recommend some really nice prints, very easy on the purse strings as well, won't break the bank, and then you'll have a completely new art scheme in a room. So that don't think about color as just being you know, a paint color. It can be anything in your room and it can change the whole look and feel of it, mm. which I love, but we are looking at pastel colors for spring, of course. Think of those little Easter bunnies, you have to.
0: So painting in pastels now, is it worth maybe taking out some of the darker colours that we have? I know it's a much bigger project, like to redo it uh, just for a season. But are there colours that maybe would be on trend this year uh, that people are thinking of doing a mix up? absolutely i mean like
2: i said you know you can you can redesign the color of a room without painting but if you want to take the plunge repaint in pastels is the way to go to feel really spring and actually i don't know if um if you know but bright skies was the dulux color of the year for 2022 so that is the shade it's a really uplifting light blue color that offers you know a much needed invigorating breath of fresh air to our homes but if you if you weren't a fan of, of blue you know obviously pastel blue blues, yellows, pinks, and mint greens as
0: well are very ideal tones oh, do for know, springtime. That's just such a gorgeous colour. I bought some um, crates. Uh, they're just small crates that I want to put in the utility room and they were just plain wooden crates. But I painted them up with sample paints, you know, the ones you're not supposed yeah. to take out of the <laughs> <laughs> the paint job in my defence I was also painting a wall so I was able to kind of take three or four of them but I, I hated them going to waste because there was actually enough to repaint each yeah. of the boxes and that mint green is absolutely my favourite it's it was, stunning it was yeah. never going to make the wall but it's absolutely beautiful in the little boxes and it would be lovely on maybe yeah. door panels or absolutely or old picture frames. Even.
2: or old picture frames or even think about your doors as well people are really starting to jump on the trend of painting their doors colours leaving the walls blank and it just gives that amazing pop and I think when it comes to pastels people can be a little bit wary of it because they think oh is this kind of like you know more of a childlike color Mm. with blues and yellows and pinks but honestly I mean bright skies is a great example from from Dulux like it literally is the the color of clear skies and what what do any of us want aside from feeling revitalized when moving into this time of the year so I think go for it take the plunge paint
0: the wall blue and see how it goes you'll indeed, feel great indeed and of course far from being a cold color it's really about the shade of blue isn't it uh, absolutely yeah okay. it does have
2: it does have cool undertones but I mean you know that's where you can use other colors to really enrich it around the room as well and and it's beautiful and you want to feel light as well
0: indeed and one of the things which seems to have taken off uh, into a new space is is the wreath now it's, oh, like, yes. Christmas wreaths okay everybody gets that and has one of those but the spring wreath so you know, um, just something simple like a, you know uh, a piece of bamboo or or some wood—they seem to be all the rage at the moment.
2: Absolutely. I mean, obviously, anything to do with spring, you think of fresh flowers. Fresh flowers are, of course, completely synonymous with spring decor ideas. But what I love about the spring wreath is that a lot of people would say, oh, well, you can decorate with a spring wreath around Easter. But as you mentioned, you know, it's later in April this year. And honestly, I don't think it needs to just be around Easter that you can put a beautiful spring wreath on your door. Why not have it, you know, in March all the way through to summer? A a couple of really nice um, small Irish businesses. Businesses that do fantastic wreaths the wreath company is one of them they specialize in high quality faux florals and foliage as well so you can keep it up for weeks it's not going to die and their spring start at around 65 euro another one as well is willow and wreath and they're slightly lower price point actually at 35 euro small irish businesses that you can find on instagram and it's great to support them as well um but like like you said massive amount of interest in them I would say go and put your order in now if you want to get a spring wreath and like you said you know they're not too hard to make yourself if you have a free afternoon and you want to go out and get the supplies you can get all the supplies in your local woodies uh, anything like that it's really Mm. just making a a circle and then adding it and designing it however way you want to go you can do it with fresh flowers as well but of course it's not going to last as long so yeah I would be all about that faux foliage to create a spring decor look with a wreath beautiful
0: and of course when it comes to real flowers then Niamh I mean the spring flowers are cheap as chips actually like a little bunch of daffodils I have them just inside my hall on my hall table like they're very hardy they last a good week um, and I think I paid one euro 75 for them uh, in the supermarket yeah. I mean that's incredible impre- really, you can't go wrong it's
2: really that. good I mean obviously daffodils as well as that go go to your local garden centre and buy some spring bulbs literally if you don't know a lot about flowers go and say I want to get some bulbs for my windowsill the sun is starting to come in a little bit what can I get that will actually bloom over the next few weeks and they will give you all of that information and, and they'll give you some really like good hard wearing plants as well that aren't going to uh, fizzle up and die so I think that that's the thing to do do
0: a little bit of research and what's going to be coming into bloom and then go mad. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And and uh, lovely to have just the extra colour. And I just think it brightens everybody up, gives people a smile and something nice uh, to look at and fresh around the home. All right. Well, as always, Neve, thank you very, very much for those tips. Uh, and thanks for joining us uh, again on The Home Show. Thank you, Sinead. Always a pleasure. Still to come on The Home Show, we look at what lies beneath when it comes to installing underfloor heating. But up next, we go behind the green door. So, why don't you pour yourself a green tea and join me back on the home show here in News Talk after this? You're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan. If you'd like to get in contact with us this morning, you can text us at 53106 for 30 cent or email the show at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. And if you want to listen back or listen live to any of our items, you can do so on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, you obviously know that we love interior design here on The Home Show, but we're also conscious that we all have to be sustainable when it comes to how we furnish and decorate our homes. So, how can you be both stylish and environmentally on trend when it comes to the home? Well, my next guest has her ultimate guide on how to make being green, chic, uh, environmentalist and host of the Go Loud podcast, Down to Earth, Cara Gustenborg. Uh, Good morning and welcome to The Home Show. I Mm -hmm. can't believe we have not had you on The Home Show. It has been very remiss on our part. And I love decorating too. I (laughs) you're busy. That's why. So, it's lovely to have you here. Now, we'll come to talk about the Down to Earth podcast in a few minutes, but I just want to ask you if you think... Generally speaking, people are finally getting the message about this thing and are making more conscious choices when it comes to Uh, home decor.
1: Yeah actually it was amazing on our own show we had a Monday on this week and they had done a survey of a thousand and one individuals across Ireland and over 80% I think it was about 88% of them had said that they have taken actions in their personal lives to try and reduce their environmental footprint so it could be changing how they get to work or it could be things they're doing in their home Mm. or whatever so Mm. people are are into this and they're trying their best in their own small ways to do something to, to give back a bit.
0: And even with that I think we all Still make mistakes because there's a lot of information we don't have that we don't know, so we assume like you know this is greener than that, but in fact in realities it might it may not be at all. So we're going to take a little tour through the house and and maybe get some ideas from you. So let's start with the kitchen. Um, now look. We need things to last a long time in the kitchen. Wear and tear is a big issue. So, you know, I I think we know about pollution chemicals and and trying to buy eco-friendly products. And thankfully, there's a lot of them out there and they're well-priced at the moment. Uh, So talk to me about the furniture in the kitchen, cabinets and things like that, because wood... You know, we have to be careful, don't we?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the problem with the kitchen is we want something durable and immediately we go to something like plastic. And, of course, plastic is a fossil fuel and it's made from fossil fuels. It it takes forever to to break down and everything. So really the reality is we should be trying to go with natural substances as much as possible, try and move away from plastics. And we, we do have things like marble and stone that we can use that are made of natural substances. And the other thing in general we need to think about is trying not to buy new all the time to try and upcycle or reuse where we can so that's a general principle of being more green you know we're very quick to just throw a kitchen into a skip yeah, and get a new one yeah. and so trying to kind of preserve as much of our material so as we So salvage
0: can. so you know it, it, is it better then to go out maybe to salvage yards and buy wood Okay, it's still wood, but at least it has been repurposed and you're giving it a second yeah, chance. Yeah, or
1: maybe instead of throwing away a whole kitchen, you save the carcasses and you just change the doors or you repaint the mm, doors or mm. you try and, and the nice thing is if you're using natural products like wood, that actually you can restore them a lot easier than a, a plastic kitchen. These plastic kitchens are really getting on my nerves. So like
0: laminate yeah. and, and things oh yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I yeah. know. And even lino, I suppose, on the floor yeah. now. Those those yeah. plastic tiles have made to come back. Yeah. They look like wood, or they feel like wood and they look like wood but yeah. they're not
1: yeah and you can't restore them so when they get a scratch they're they're done and I think the other thing for our own health is a lot of these these kind of plastic products are covered in formaldehyde and and they off gas so they're Ooh. they're constantly emitting right. you know these very toxic chemicals so really for our own health we should be trying to move away from from products well, with a lot of chemicals indeed
0: in them. and if you've got small kids and toddlers and they're playing on the floor and their toys are are you know, coming in contact with that. I didn't realise that. OK, well, look, let's move to the bathroom. And and this is a big thing because obviously of the amount of water. Now, yeah. I, I didn't realise 65% of the water in our homes is it's used in, the bathroom. in yeah. the bathroom. I have just remodelled a bathroom at home and I am taken away by these diffuser aerator taps that, that give I you now water
1: have. pressure they're absolutely yeah. fantastic
0: yeah. And, and they're kind of the dual flush systems which I which I put in because it's an older house Um I have no I, I, I think they're better Actually, and mm-hmm. and I'm using less water. Is that is yeah, that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And look, when people ask me what do I miss about the United States, the only thing I miss is the <laughs> water pressure. So I completely <laughs> sympathize yeah. with this. You do need good water pressure, and and they do seem to work really well. So that is, uh, you know, an option to try and modernize your your uh, your shower. But you know, everything from your toilet, trying to get low flush toilets, uh, your taps account for 15 to 18 percent of the of the water use in the bathroom. So taps tend to be very heavily used. So you. You can look for low-flow taps. Even uh, you can install aerators on those taps to try and help with that. So there's a lot of options, and even down to the flooring. Are we using vinyl flooring? Are we using maybe something made out of stone or more natural material mm. for our flooring? So you know we should be looking at even things like cork is a is a good flooring material for okay. bathrooms. Surprisingly, oh, right. you okay. would yeah. think it, but uh, re- recycled rubber or glass or ceramic tile or even salvage tiles, because it's usually a small area. So yeah, can... and it
0: could look really pretty actually. Yeah, if and you can repaint. You
1: can repaint tiles. So that's another option because they're quite hard to get up. So lots of options.
0: Okay, brilliant. Now, in terms of the sitting room, now we're talking here, I suppose, about furniture. And we are, we've had loads and loads of guests on the show Talking about repurposing furniture and reupholstering furniture and reusing and recycling and all
1: that kind of thing, you would you would go along with that? Well, I'm a huge fan of secondhand furniture. So so adverts is like my equivalent of Tinder. I'm on <laughs> I'm on there every day, you know, looking at what's available kind of in a 10K yeah. radius and swiping left and right on things. And and you know, you can just find amazing things. Yeah. If you're not under pressure and you sort of have a list in your head about the things you're trying to get and the right size for your sitting room or whatever, then um then that's a great option. Now
0: talk to me about the poor old silkworm. I did not know this. So I know, sorry, I did know silk is produced from silkworms.
1: Yes, I didn't. You don't really think about that though. It's so sad actually that silk is produced from these worms. And so now they have have these peace silks you can buy. So textiles in general can be... Uh, made through very environmentally damaging they practices. Have
0: to, they have to kill the silkworm
1: to yeah, get the Yeah, yeah. So pea silks are actually, the, they allow the silk moth to complete its whole natural life cycle before, you know, before Extracted. they kill it. So, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. It's That's the kind of the vegan, veal argument for meat, isn't it? I mean, you know, whether,
0: yeah. at what stage in the life cycle, if you're going to produce this, do, yeah. do you
1: yeah and if you're vegan and you're trying to avoid you know yeah. leather and everything then you should probably be avoiding silk too so okay. it's a tough one when it comes to textiles save
0: the silkworm hashtag that definitely deserves a hashtag of its own all right now finally um the bedroom now mattresses look this is an ongoing thing they are they take up a massive resource to make mattresses yeah. from the springs to the fabric to the foam uh, you know other yeah. What is them. the most environmentally friendly? Because well, I mean, you can't yeah. just repurpose a mattress. So what is the yeah. best?
1: I mean, you want to try and get your mattress to last as long as possible. Sure. And I'm actually a big fan. The the one that I've bought is a latex, a fully latex mattress. So it's just more environmentally friendly. And I got it off IKEA. How is that? That surprises me now. Because latex, I think of plastic. No, there. So that's you can get natural latex, okay. and I so IKEA sells them. And um, so if you're happy with a very dense mattress, like a futon mattress that doesn't have that springy, it's very firm. They're yeah. for you apparently. they're better for you they don't get the dust mites because they don't have those gaps like a spring-loaded mattress does. so if you can live without the springs I'm a huge fan of these mattresses and they last forever and they're really heavy you know so they don't get saggy like a spring-loaded mm. one so thinking about your mattress as trying to buy one that will last you a lifetime um, and those kind of either synthetic or natural latex ones tend to last longer than a conventional one so um, there's good opportunities so you have to be careful of things like memory foam they're they're coated with flame retardants which is a you know know a chemical that isn't great for your health and you know so trying to avoid uh there's that always kind of that memory.
0: balance though and yeah. it, it is a difficult trade-off because mm-hmm. you want to be safe as well and it's i suppose there's eu standards and all that that yeah, have to be met as course, well all yeah. right okay well listen that has been a great kind of trip through the house to uh, try and make us a little more environmentally friendly on top of the recycling and the kind of um environment friendly chemicals and all that that we try and use in our homes Um, Cara Gustenberg thank you very very much talk to me a little bit about the Go Loud po- podcast The Down to Earth
1: yeah, Down to Earth is in its second series. Uh, we're about halfway through this year. And every week we're covering a different environmental topic. And we also do an interview with a notable person or a celebrity about their green life. Uh, so we get lots of tips like this too from from our the guests that we interview on what they're doing in their homes. And too. it
0: is a fantastic podcast, folks. So it's available on the Go Loud uh, Network. And uh, thank you for joining us finally in the studio, much. Cara. Anytime. And we'll see you again. Thanks very much. After the break, we look at the pros and cons of installing underfloor heating. Plus, do you have a coffee lover in the home? Well, we've the guide to the must-have accessories for the amateur barista. So why don't you grab yourself a mug and we'll fill it with the best coffee in town. Join me back on The Home Show here in Newstalk after this. And you're very welcome back to the Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan now at the top of the show. Uh, we had Neve Marr on spring design and she brought a breath of freshness to our interiors and before the break I was speaking with Dr. Cara Augustenborg uh, about all of the ways that we can be more eco-friendly and indeed uh, save money uh, in our home. But for now it is still chilly and there's a little bit of cold in the air so we want to feel a little bit cosy and who better better to talk to us about how to do that than Jennifer Sheehan. You're very (laughs) personified to the studio Jennifer and it's lovely to see you Uh, and I know your uh, beautiful little home is very very cosy and warm but do you have underfloor heating?
3: Well speaking of ways to be eco-friendly and speaking of ways to save money I do have underfloor heating and it is both of those things.
0: Is it? It
3: is. So Which I, I didn't realise when I installed no. it. I selfishly installed it for the sole purpose of not having radiators because where would I put them? I don't have that much wall mm. space. And the floor is being dug up anyway. And so I went with underfloor heating. But I found out later it is more economical and it is more eco-friendly.
0: Now, you see, so when, when, I don't have it. So I don't hmm. have big old radiators in my old house. But um, I, I just it strikes me that there's an awful lot of kish that goes with underfloor yes. heating and I've seen it being laid and I've seen kind of how much is involved in it and it looks like an awful lot of gear. It's a lot of gear. Yeah. It, it's for, I mean, realistically, it's for a newer house. It's, it's for a new build.
3: If you're putting yeah. your floor downs anyway, down, uh, floor downs, floors down anyway, that's when you want to be putting it in because you need to be really, you need to be digging up some of the floor. It's not to lay a down down the pipes.
0: Pic- Project really, unless you're completely paring back, stripping back it. If
3: you're redoing your floors anyway, maybe, but the floor needs to come up, so it's not an easy
0: job. Doubt about it that it is very, very cozy and warm when it works. And I'm just wondering, you know, what are the other advantages of it? Okay, so we've we said it's efficient. So one reason it's
3: economical and eco-friendly is because it requires a lower temperature input than a radiator. So because it's spread out over the entire area of the floor the input temperature is lower and if you have just one radiator over in the corner, that needs to to blast out a lot more heat mm. in order to get the heat over to other parts of the room. So it's more efficient. Interestingly, it creates less dust in a house. So if you're somebody who gets allergies or you just hate dusting, who doesn't? Uh, radiators cause a lot of air circulation moving around the room and that kicks up a lot of dust and, and, oh, and moves that. a lot of dust around. It makes sense now because mm. there's
0: always that slight breeze off. Yes. radiator where and you can see the dust circulating. And there isn't okay. an underfloor heating. And there's no radiators on your walls. No. Exactly. Which Which is so great. it's kind of more streamlined. And I suppose from a design point of view, then that provides for cleaner lines. Exactly. And, and it means then you can put your sofa wherever you like. Wherever you
3: want. It's not backed up against a radiator. Yeah. It's not covering anything. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the heat going out a window. It's, it's, it's everywhere.
0: Now, is it suitable for... Um, all surfaces, or, or what what works best with it? Floor surface,
3: kind of. So we have two options overall for for underfloor heating. Right, it can be plumbed, so it's hooked up to your boiler, and it goes underneath, you know, the entire of the floor. And there's pipes underneath the floor, and and that's all well and good. You can also, if you want, put in an electric mat. So, if you didn't want to go to the extent of digging up your whole floor and putting down the pipes and relaying concrete, right. there is an option of an electric mat. It's not quite as energy efficient as as the water.
0: So it's just just like lay on the floor, it like a hot It just lays water on blanket. the floor, and then you put maybe your tile, as as your bathroom tile, t- exactly.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. if you you know if you're redoing your bathroom or something for, like that, you could put in a little electric mat under floor heating. So there, so some of those surfaces work differently than others, and I'm going to go in order of efficiency here, right? Okay. Stone flooring, absolutely optimal. Thermal conductivity is really high, so something like slate, or terracotta or your beautiful concrete polished floors that is the dream Now some people might find that
0: surprising because stone is cold
3: Yeah well not with underfloor heating you have that lovely warm feeling underfoot yeah and it could you know maybe that might change somebody's mind if the water is
0: going to be cold Because they're natural uh, substances that you spoke about is it that there's heat once the heat is in it holds on It holds heat very well It holds heat very well so even if you only turn on your underfloor heating for a little while it retains the heat very very well It's very very okay. very efficient. So any of those. So that would be brilliant if you were starting from scratch and you yeah. were picking your, you were able to pick your floors. Go full marble, full right. marble floors. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> oh, whatever everywhere. you save on the energy bills, folks, I'm I'm thinking you're going to lose <laughs> it on the floor. Right? Okay, marble. <laughs> how are you? Right.
3: Next up, we have tiles. So especially porcelain and ceramic tiles for similar reasons, high thermal conductivity and they also retain the heat. So they're brilliant. Then there's wood. So now wood, as we know, is more of a natural insulator. So here is the caveat. If you're getting natural wood flooring, the underfloor heating can warp it. Mm. So you're better off going for the engineered flooring and check with the supplier because you don't want to end up with those kind of mit- mismatched you know gaps in the wooden planks no, or they're
0: lovely in a salvage yard in a in the, coming from a house that's 200 years old but actually nowadays you don't want to create that look in you your house you don't want to create know? that look okay yeah. so that's interesting but the so, engineered
3: wood planks yeah. are very very good okay. and they do conduct heat quite well and it's better than, than the natural stuff
0: yeah and and it actually For, it looks very very similar oh ah, yeah sure know, it looks exactly very the same. very yeah. hard to tell it's more hard wearing yeah. anyway so okay anyway, unless right. you're a purist so, so chat to chat to to, uh, an expert on that okay. chat to your supplier yeah.
3: next up then we have laminate or vinyl flooring so this is what I have I have those vinyl tiles mm. and they work very well with the underfloor heating plumbed system so this is where you have the, the water pipes going underneath you need to check with them if you're getting the electric mat underneath because there's a limit to how high the temperature f- can go for some of those because <laughs> you the don't glue want the melting
0: <laughs> don't want to melt <laughs> the, the glue squelch squelch, squelch <laughs> as you're going to make your coffee in the morning okay. <laughs> you don't want to melt all the glue right. that's taken to put tip those in. there, folks. Okay, check with your supplier. Yeah, all right, and then again.
3: last is carpet, for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, is it a bit of a waste? Of it's a
3: bit of a waste. It doesn't really let the heat up through it. It kind of traps it in this this stuck hybrid. Yeah. The only thing the is,
0: if you if you have had the underfloor heating throughout the downstairs, and you happen to put down carpet then for a hallway or something, you'd you'd be okay. It's yeah. not going to screw it up And if you
3: if you if you forego the underlay. And if you make sure that your carpet has a tog value no higher than two point five, then it still works pretty well. Especially if you're looking, I love that nice rat-on carpet, especially on on stairs and hallways. Yeah. That conducts pretty yeah. well because it's that'd quite be nice, it was
0: nice and, and nice and warm as well. Beautiful. All right, fantastic um, options there. So I think what I'm hearing from you, Jennifer, is ask an expert this isn't a DIY project ask your flooring expert
3: yeah ask your supplier
0: do it in the right order yes. put the underfloor heating before you pick your floors um, and uh, don't plan on saving a whole bunch of money when you're doing it okay, it's no, not I'm for so the faint time <laughs> okay. but
3: over the long term you will
0: save money yeah, because yeah. it is lower it's more in live 105 million. okay <laughs> no we are all present. we are all for for doing these better okay that's fantastic <laughs> alright now after that you may need to lie down a cup of coffee because, <laughs> because you'll be uh, getting through all those permanent and if that is the case, says she in the clunkiest segue of all time, <laughs> we are going to take a left turn and we're going to start talking all things coffee. You have arrived at my uh, happy topic. Oh, great. I'm a okay. complete. What kind addict. What would you go for? Now, I have a cafeteria, I have a press. Oh, right. Okay? Okay. But I Fair also have press. a grinder um, yeah. because I like just the, the. Now, look, there's a lot of ground coffees out there that are really, really good quality, I'm sure they're fine. but I'm a bit picky about some of them. Um, And and I like the idea of making myself fresh and Mm. having it right in front of me when I I need it. The the downside to that, I'll tell you what I don't have and we're not even going to get into them today, is one of those fancy machines. No, I don't either. The Nestressos or the Gadget's or anything. And can I tell you the selfish reason that I don't (laughs) want one of those apart from the fact they cost a load of money is because... You make a little scuttery cup, the thing. <laughs> I want, I take a cafeteria up to my office in the morning. That's, I've got the whole thing. Oh don't no, You want a cup. leisure coffee. And over by the coffee. way, that idea of eight <laughs> cups written on the side We go way out of that. It's two mugs.
3: <laughs> okay, so we've an actual addict here. I'm so, the same. I don't have one of those machines because I don't have any countertop space. And I don't, uh, I don't have five grand yeah. to spare. Yeah. And I don't take milk in my coffee. So I think they're, you know, they're great because you can foam and froth
0: and do all cappuccino y blah mm-hmm. blah blah. I
3: like it ex- be coffee. wasted on you. And that's okay. wasted on okay. me. Okay. So yeah. if it,
0: anyway, and it doesn't come with George Clooney. I did ask it does, <laughs> apparently not. Oh, I don't the like the pods. I'm not even touching on the pods. <laughs> no, they're not for no, me. I don't no. like. Those. So we are going to be talking about different accessories and and the kind of accessories that we have. So let's start with the one then, the first one which is the coffee grinder. Now, it's not officially a coffee grinder I have. It's a spice grinder, oh. but I've only ever used it for coffee. So it's like just it's, it's electronic. It's electronic. Yeah, so you plug it in, and it's used to make cardamom seeds or yeah. you know whiz chilies or whatever. But I only ever use it for coffee beans, and it works well, perfectly. The same fine. thing. I never and It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So I have one too. I'm I'm with you. I love the ritual of
3: grinding up my coffee beans, and because I like either a French press or a mocha pot, and they're two different
0: grinds, and so oh, it means we I, come I on get to the bean. mocha pots. Hold on, don't get me started on the moka. So uh, oh, we right. might be
3: right. an ad- th- 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 So the grinder, Bodum. I have a Bodum one. It's about forty quid. They're there's great. some beautiful handheld ones out there, and I think they look gorgeous, and they've got that nice, you know, arm at the top, and you'd spin it around, and it's a, I think there's a lovely look to that's those. It's a bit Nigella, is it? It's a bit Nigella, but oh, sure, who doesn't right, love
0: Nigella? Right, okay. Um, so um, give us another example of one. Just, so the Bowden one's about forty quid, okay? Bowden about that's forty. About, that, that's about fair, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, you could probably get cheaper as well if you're yeah, looking for, yeah. for spice
0: grinders. You know, there's not there's not much to them, right? You just press a button and mm. they
3: grind your beans. Uh, there's a beautiful Hario Skirton coffee mill. Now, this isn't electronic. Oh, right. This is one of these beautiful, it's wood, it's steel and it's got that lovely arm that
0: you manually grind your coffee beans with. I just think it looks amazing, but I'm lazy so I don't have one that would make a good wedding present that you don't want to receive Ooh, back yeah. as a regift i think it would look it would fabulous get regifted and circulated yeah, group of friends okay all right so the the french press now i like this because and i'll tell you primarily it's because you don't need the filters yes. and i'm one of those who think the paper ruins the now i know you can get these kind of um, muslin filters and all that but i think the paper filter rules the taste actually well they
3: technically they do because they soak up oil and there's oh, a le- right. there is yeah. oil in coffee beans. Yeah. And
0: I was researching
3: this and when you think about it, oil provides a lot of the flavour for most of our mm. food. Mm. We all love an oily fry-up. We all love, you know. <laughs> uh, so apparently the paper filters or maybe even the muslin filters, they soak up some of the oil okay. and that... Remove some of the flavor, so you must be. This is the Princess
0: and the Pea over here in Argentina. You must You must be tasting yeah, no, that. Fits. So. I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, I've come to expect a standard. <laughs> uh, okay, so French press, of course, uh, Bialetti would probably yeah. be the best known in that. Bialetti bought them again. But they they make tons up to a of, of them leaf. out. They're there, all aren't they?
3: they're all out there. I don't. For me, they don't do anything too special. The one thing you can check is some of them have special glass or special steel that they say doesn't interfere with the flavor of the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I have don't a, know I about have that, several. Anyway, I
0: have the typical glass ones. Yeah. Uh, But I also have a really, really nice um, aluminium one. Oh, which yeah. I don't think affects the flavour at all but yeah. I can see how you, you could see kind of the little the tiny even microscopic shearing of metal as it goes purists say know, they do know, but
3: know, anyway yeah. glass is, is right. ideal okay
0: now the mocha pot I, I'm not a fan and partly this because I don't know how the things work and you get this tiny bit of coffee out of the other end of it for the same reason that I don't like the machine the pods um, the mocha pot for, folks in case you're wondering what that is it's like that inverted uh, cone shape up, up and over an Italian it kind sits of the way the
3: stovetop, yeah. and yeah. it's the lovely you know they're chrome looking they are beautiful with lots of different beautiful colours looking. Bialetti again it's impossible to use but very traditional yeah. they're not impossible to no. use right here there's a big fight between French press purists and mocha pop purists French press purists say because the coffee is steeped in the hot water that it gets all this robust round flavour blah blah blah, blah, blah. maybe they're right the mocha pop purists then say that because it's the steam that goes through the coffee bean and, and absorbs it all there's a the temperature thing and it's all you can get a nicer creamier finish with it the real difference that I can tell is that in the French French press, depending on how much coffee you put in, it's slight, It's not quite as strong because it's steeping. Mm. In the mocha pot, you get almost an espresso level of strength to your cup mm. of coffee. So it's mm. much thicker almost. You nearly get a creamy finish off the top of it. Yeah. And I love that. So this is what I use daily and my French press is kind of for my weekends. Um, so they're not that hard to use. You fill the bottom with water, you grind your coffee, you put your coffee grounds on top, mm. and then the water heats up and forces a steam
0: through the coffee grounds and it all bubbles beautifully yeah. up into there. It's a joy, and to it watch. makes you look like a barista. It'd Be a great thing too <laughs> if you're on a, you know, on a date or something. You know, it'd be very kind of. They're just beautiful. They're know, very authentic. I just love it bubbling away and stovetop. They're okay. lovely. All right, now the filter coffee. Um, so this is the the familiar one from offices. You know, the big the big coffee pot. A from, big coffee pot, you know, and I love that. There's filter. nothing
3: I love more actually than going into. Into a diner, an American-style diner yeah. with a coffee pot that's been coffee. on the go <laughs> yeah. all day long, and yeah. potentially it. I like that. I think that's lovely. Yeah, so, the thing. but right, something okay. prettier, and I think this looks really beautiful, is the I could be pronouncing this totally wrong. Either Chemex or Chemex. I've only seen now, it written.
0: I've never that's heard it. Fabulous. I adore that one. It's like so. Describe it to us. Jennifer. This it's a beautiful is beautiful. A
3: beautiful glass jug so kind of v-neck on the top Mm. and then around the neck of the jug is this gorgeous wooden scarf almost with a leather little strap tied around it so this is so you can hold it so you don't burn your hands when you're holding it and then it flows into a beautiful carafe Shape on the bottom that holds it, and it's absolutely gorgeous, a gorgeous piece what of What would
0: you expect to pay now for one of those?
3: They are around the fifty to sixty-five mark, because you can get a bunch of different sizes, yeah. And that's not bad value for. Yeah, a no, it's makers. not. But and you do are, need to use a filter with those. They're very, the paper very filter altogether. they okay,
0: Now you said you don't drink milk yourself. I, I don't. Like a, I just like a tad in it, but I'm not one for full fussing about but I mean people do
3: like the foamers. People love the foamers. So there's there's a few ways to go about doing the foamers and I have this because sometimes people come to my house and they do like milk and that is just get a nice stainless steel pitcher so you can mm. heat your milk in it and then when those little you can get them anywhere battery goes in they've got a long steel thing and a roundy thing at the end yeah. and they froth up your milk yeah. and their combined total of what 20-30 euro for yeah. the two of those things or you can go for a very expensive very fancy electronic device that does steam creation and froths up your milk for you and you can pour that into your Ah, alcohol and off you go
0: right right. (laughs) we leave that (laughs) with you Jennifer Sheehan thank you so much for researching all of that for us and folks if you want to let us know what your favourite type of coffee and how you like to drink it is do let us know here 53106 and that is all that we have time for this week and if you'd like to get involved in the show a question for us a topic somebody you'd like to have have us to have on well then do let us know the home show at newstalk.com, and we will read those during the week. And don't forget to check out the home show podcast with all of our greatest hits on the news talk website. Thanks a million to the production team this week. Anton's up next, and he'll be answering all your medical questions. Well, I hope he won't. He'll have Dr. Eleanor <laughs> Galvin on to answer all your medical questions after the break. So drop him a text on 53106. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week at 8 a.m.